现在都准备好了，那就是我们的美德赢台湾，赖清德、肖美琴。Foreign media had positioned Taiwan's 2024 elections as consequential, and in many ways it was. After the votes were counted, this year's elections became the first that the same political party, the DPP, won the presidency for three election cycles. It also marked the first time the TPP became a force to be reckoned with within the legislative yuan. We spoke to Smith College Assistant Professor of Government Sarah Newland about what we can expect when the new officials get back to the business of governing. I, I think that at the presidential level, the re- results are pretty much in line with what I and many people expected.、Um, on the one hand, you know, obviously Lai did well. I think、uh, there was a question about whether he would get more than forty percent of the vote.、Um, so I think he did on that kind of upper end of what people were expecting.、Um, but you're right that the results show, you know, a significant openness to the kind of pan blue messaging among the electorate, right? And I do think that he would have been in some trouble if the coalition ticket had come together.、Um, so the legislature, you know, obviously this is not something that the DPP will count as a success. Um, as with the presidential results, I think this was what was expected.、Um, That the DPP would lose their majority, and you know the real question is how the TPP is going to behave. You know, it's kind of ironic that on the one hand, Kawenja, you know, I'm sure he's very disappointed、uh, with how the、um, presidential election results turned out, but now his party actually holds quite a lot of power.、Um, in some ways, he's he's more powerful today than he was yesterday. Um, and so, you know, there because the TPP doesn't really have stable policy positions,、um, there's a lot of uncertainty about who they will work with in the legislature. My expectation is that there is not going to be a really set, stable coalition between the TPP and either the KMT or the DPP.、Um, that instead they are going to sort of work out deals, probably issue by issue. Um, which you know, in some ways, means that their their leverage will remain quite strong. I think,、um, and their ability to kind of extract concessions for working with the DPP on things that the DPP really wants will be pretty high. Okay. Now, in terms of、um, the youth vote, can you talk to me、mm-hmm. about? Yeah, this is obviously something that's been discussed a lot in this election season. The kind of strong youth support. Or ke,、um, you know, I don't think we know yet, right? How many of those people that were showing up at, at his rallies then actually turned out to vote?、Um, one thing that I think is fairly clear from the results is that there's a lot of personal support for ke among the TPP supporters that doesn't necessarily translate into voting for the party、um, at the legislative level. And so I think that probably raises some real concerns for the TPP about what its future looks like.、Um, you know, it seems like maybe Co will run again for president, but this election shouldn't give them great optimism about his ability to win the presidency. And you know, his voters did not seem to turn out with you know the same enthusiasm for the TPP at the legislative level that they turned out for him.
What about the um, more broadly? I think that the two major parties have some soul searching to do. And this is not just starting now. I think this is something that was an issue in the last election as well and has been a longer term issue for the KMT. Um, you know, they need to think about what they can do to better appeal to young people because um, this sense of sort of disaffection of the idea that the two major parties are not addressing the key concerns of young voters, um, you know, that's something that I think is not going to go away necessarily. And even if the TPP kind of fades, it's easy to imagine someone else arising who could try to mobilize that same set of voters. Um, so I think both of the both the DPP and the KMT need to kind of think about how they're going to address that issue moving forward. Okay. Now, what about foreign relations? Let's start with China. How do you think China might view the results? China's ability to slice and dice what they saw. Yeah. On the one hand, you know, this this result was expected. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's the messaging from the lie campaign has been very disciplined about saying we are going to continue the status quo. We are not going to pursue independence. Um, and that messaging, I think, was re-articulated last night in his speech. You know, he's trying to present a very moderate image. I'm not sure that Beijing believes it. I think they don't trust Lai and they don't trust the DPP. Um, but I think it's very clear that, you know, both Washington and Taipei are trying to kind of reassure Beijing that there are not going to be any dramatic changes in the direction of cross-strait policy as a result of this election. Um, so, you know, I and and I guess the other thing I would say is um, I think that Beijing has, you know, some there there are some things that Beijing will probably look at positively in this election. The fact that a large percentage of the voters did vote for pan blue candidates, candidates that are, you know, more uh, sympathetic to China or interested in engagement with China than the DPP has traditionally been. You know, I think if I were in Beijing, I would look at that as probably a positive sign. I think the fact that the DPP no longer has a legislative majority and will have, you know, some trouble pushing through their legislative agenda, I think that's something that should be, you know, Beijing probably sees that as a positive thing. Um, you know, that said, I mean, I do expect some kind of angry reaction on Beijing's part. Um I don't know how serious it will be, but basically anything that happens in Taiwan um, that doesn't conform with Beijing's vision of, you know, Taiwan as a part of China or, you know, at least as anything that sort of departs from their their idea of things like the uh, one country, two systems formulation makes them angry. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's possible that we'll see the same kinds of tools pulled out of the toolbox that we've seen before, whether that's military drills, uh, increased, you know, flights around Taiwan, um, perhaps some kind of economic retaliation. Um, my guess is that Beijing will feel like it has to have some response to this election to show that it doesn't like the DPP, even though everyone already knows that. Um, and so I think that's, kind of to be expected. Okay. And lastly, where do you think um, U.S.-Taiwan relations will go after this? I don't expect to see a big change. And I guess that's for two reasons. So one is obviously this administration, 
you know, of the three options for president, this is the one that is the most known quantity to to Washington. Folks in Washington know Beacon Xiao extremely well. Um, as I said before, I think the expectation is that the direction of cross-strait relations, but probably also the direction of U.S.-Taiwan relations will be largely consistent with the last administration's. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really expect to see major changes. I think the other reason for that is that there are, you know, real points of alignment, real reasons why Taiwan and the U.S. Uh, have significant areas of of mutual interest and cooperation right now, um, and those things, you know, wouldn't have changed regardless of who was elected. Uh, whether that has to do with, um, you know, sort of mutual concerns about rising Chinese aggression. Uh, in Asia and around the world, whether it has to do with the sort of economic points of alignment between the U.S. economy and Taiwan's semiconductor industry and other industries. Uh, there are lots of reasons why um, it makes sense, I think, for the U.S. and Taiwan to work closely together right now. Um, and those, you know, I think would have remained the case under any administration. You were listening to Smith College Assistant Professor of Government, Sarah Newland. And that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. Do join us again next time. Thank you for tuning in.